This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. Welcome to episode 174 of the Fight Disciples podcast. This one is dedicated to the world of UFC. If this is the first time you've ever come across us, you can get us on iTunes, Fight Disciples. Just type that in and you should be able to find us. If you're on iTunes, by the way, please write us a five-star review and stick a little comment in there. It helps us uh, with our visibility in the iTunes chart. If you're on Android, you can get us via our website, fightdisciples.com. Uh, and we're on at Fight Disciples on all social medias. That's f- uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you will have seen uh, on our Twitter feed and our Instagram feed us getting a little bit excited over a highlight reel knockout uh, from Perth at the weekend. I hate to say I told you so. Too big, too strong, too juiced up. It is, of course, uh, Yoel Romero knocking out Luke Rockhold, who's been um, inactive for two years, really, if we're honest. And to come back in at this level and to be fighting a guy that is, um, well, active. You don't necessarily have to be uh, the greatest fighter on the planet, even though Yo Romero is an extremely ra- uh, rounded mixed martial artist. But he's been active. He's been in the octagon. He's been fighting. He's been doing his thing. He's been smelling competition. So, therefore, I always thought that uh, against, uh, for, sorry, for Luke Rockhold against Yo Romero, it would be a very tough task. Um, and it, and I, do you know something? My thought process with that was even confirmed even more on weighing day when I saw Yo yeah. Romero miss weight once, not him miss weight once again, but another main event miss weight once again. Mm-hmm. And Luke Rockhold looked like shit, mate. He looked like Skeletor on the scales, didn't he? We're like, whoa, mm-hmm. that was a brutal weight cut. You did, yeah. Obviously, the main thing I want to say is how pissed off I am that once again we fucking had someone miss weight. And you know what? I'd heard, I'd spoke to somebody who was out in Perth and they were like, yeah, everyone looks fucking the business. We're not envisaging any problems here. They've had a little, you know, the UFC aren't little making... practice. UFC aren't making any noises like there's going to be a big issue here. Sometimes when guys walk into town and they're still like 14 pound, pound over, the UFC weigh them when they first arrive at the fight hotel that week, you see. They weigh them as soon as they walk through the door. So they know, right, okay, you're going to be sound. Or, wait a minute, fucking hell, do you know you're heavy? You know, explain yourself, blah, blah. And all the noises were that everyone was going to be fine. So for this, I was ready and poised to go fucking at last. Do you know why? Because we're not weighing them in on a Friday morning. We're weighing them in in front of the fans at the arena at a proper weighing. That's what this was in Perth. There was no bullshit weighing at the hotel first thing in the morning. It was back in the afternoon, back how we like it. So I was ready to go. That's the biggest sign yet. The UFC just needs to change their shit back to the way it was and go back to the old format. But then going fucking Yoel goes and blows it by failing to make weight. And I think he was... Three pounds, mate. Three pounds. Well, he was almost four pounds over first time around. And then he came mm. back a second time was 2.7. So it, it, it's not good. I think Rockhold took 30% of his pace. But Adam, again, the guy who didn't make weight won. Like mm. Every time someone fails to make weight and, and, they, and they let the fight happen, well, they have that guy these, wins. Mate, they have all these excuses like going, well, hang on a minute, it was supposed to be Bobby Knuckles versus Rockhold and he's a last-minute replacement. Yeah, but wait a minute. He had a fight against Branch. I was going to say, Romero was on this card. He was fighting against David Branch on the undercard. He knew he had to make 168 pa- 186 pounds mm. on this day. Mm. He's known it for a long time throughout his entire fight camp. So that's bullshit. And that takes a little bit of the edge off what? As a 40-year-old bloke, you go, yeah, man, I want to see another 40-year-old bloke do his shit and prove that, you know, there's there's life in the old dog yet. And it just took the edge off it for me because I'm, like, pissed off with all these fuckers missing weight. What about Rocco, man? He looked dead, didn't he? Talk about people missing weight. He should have missed weight. He should have, on purpose, he should have fucked it off. He, he looked like, you know, 
sometimes when you're when you're wandering through town or certain neighbourhoods in your hometown and stuff, and you, someone approaches you and asks for like, "Hey, mate, I've, uh, I need up to about a pound to get the bus home," and you're like, "You're a pound off your next bag of smack, you dirty bastard! Get away from me!" That's what Rockhold looked like. He looked like he was chatting with Megan Olivey backstage without his top on and then big shades on. Yeah. He looked round the bend. I think he only put them shades on the fact because his eyes were like flying saucers. And he was just making incoherent sentences, wasn't he? He was just like... He could hardly speak. His, it was, his voice was fucking fucked. weird. Absolutely weird. So, But again, he's a massive, massive middleweight. So the obvious solution now is that's the he's second time in, two, in three fights he's been knocked out. Pretty much similar knockouts as well. Yeah. Bisping caught him with a big shot. He fell against the rope and he hit him with a little uppercut to finish him. Very similar finishes to the Bisping mm. fight. I think now he's got to move up to the next weight class. He's got to go up to light heavyweight. He's killing himself. He's draining himself. And it wouldn't have helped as well fighting in the fucking morning. Absolutely. And you know what? In Australia. It 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 makes sense as well because Cormier's just moved up to heavyweight, his old pal. Mm. So Cormier's moved up. That belt is, if you like, going to become vacant or there's going to be an opportunity in that weight class I think if Cormier does well against Maiochic I don't see him coming back in fact I don't see Cormier coming back full stop this is it I think he win loses or draw against Maiochic Cormier's going to retire because if he wins fuck me legacy assured is he the greatest of all time he's in the conversation so I think we don't see Cormier come back to light heavyweight what's he going to come back for fight John Jones and fucking get beat again mm. nah he's gone so I think Rockhold the opportunity now is up at 205 and it's the only thing he can like kind of do now Otherwise, where is he in this weight division? He's a shadow of the man that became world champion. And we thought, wow, okay, this is the Luke Rockhold era. Looks the part. You know, you always nickname, you call him the model. He he, he looks like a world champion. He looks like someone you want to have the belt around his waist, flying around the world, speaking on your behalf. But unfortunately, that's the second time now he's proved that his chin's not not quite there. And if he's looking like that after a weigh-in, Maybe that's what it is. He's mm. killing himself. He's draining himself. Something quite nice about him getting knocked out, though, the smug prick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is with Rockhold, why you don't like him so much. Oh, mate, he's a smug motherfucker. Isn't he, he is. Like, I, I, listen, I've, I've been in his company a few times. Like, and um, To be fair, if I were that good looking and I could he's a bit fight of a dick, and like. I was shagging pop stars... I'd be a bit of a prick as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's got, Listen, he's got a cool as fuck background. I think his brother's like a professional surfer. His dad was like a fucking pro skateboarder or something. He's, he's the ultimate SoCal in pro- product, do you know what I mean? Yeah. He could have been a pro surfer, could have been a pro skater, apparently. He, he is cool, do you know what I mean? There's no getting away from it. He's cool as fuck. And he's a fucking big handsome bastard as well. Mm. As you say, regularly running through pop stars. <laughs> but that is what has fucked him up, apparently, and that's why he's based out of Florida now. He's left California mm. to get switched on, and we talked about it on last week's show. Sometimes moving isn't necessarily the best thing, mm. or sometimes moving to an obvious camp like he has done isn't necessarily the best thing. I don't know if Luke Rockhold needs to find his own camp, his own thing, and make it all about him, mm. because something is very wrong and whether that's the weight cut, whether that's the fact he's just gone stale. But if he's going to continue in this career, I can't see him doing it at middleweight anymore. Mm. I really can't. I want to make a little bit of an apology to uh, Yo Romero, by the way, because for the last year, maybe even two years, I've just been calling him a juice head. Uh, um, but um, one of my things has always been, with anybody, whether it be boxing or UFC, mixed martial arts, when they use the excuse of tainted supplement, right? When they use that excuse, oh, I'll go to tainted supplement. Why does nobody go after the company that makes the supplement? Yeah. Right? Obviously, because the majority of times, it's absolute bullshit, your juice heads. However, yo, Romero, I want to take a step back from this, mate. Fair play, sunshine. I like the fact that you're suing the company that ended up 
getting you uh, a six-month ban. You've used that excuse as tainted supplement. You've done independent tests with the UFC pre- uh, present. Yeah. They've then said, oh, hang on a minute, there's a there's a substance in here that's not on the label and it's ended up showing up and that's why you failed your test and ended up getting a six-month ban. And now you're taking them to court. I'm going to step back, man. Yeah. Fair play, bro. Absolutely. Fair play. I hope you win. Yeah, I pre- I get what you're saying because it has Absolutely. damaged his reputation. I mean, people like me, people like you, people like whoever in the world now are yep. thinking there's an asterisk next to his name. He's yep. a drug cheat. Is he a drug cheat or has he got done off a ten supplement? And if it is the latter, then fair play, you deserve to go and sue this company for everything that they've got yep. because they've let you down. So where's where's the Anderson Silver tainted supplement allegation? Where's that court case? Where's the John Jones? Yeah, it where was are a they? tainted supplement court case. Hmm. They're, they're not they're not existent, or we're certainly not hearing about them. You're right. I think Yol Romero, in that regard, he's, he's chasing something, isn't he? He's chasing a resolution He wants to vindication. It. He wants to clear his name. His name's been tarnished. Of course. Of course he does. Absolutely. So he, he, you know what I mean? He wants, he, he wants his name cleared. He wants everybody to go, oh, well, hang on a minute. Yeah, he took him to court and he fucking sued their asses yeah. because they let him down. Fair play, man. And he's been tested within an inch of his life since as well. Of course he has, yeah. He gets tested pretty much every other week. So, And he's, he's not failing tests anymore. Listen, you know, we, we've we've spoke about drug cheats at length across all our shows, and we fucking hate a lot of them. Um, but you're right. If, if if he clears his name, if they takes him to court and successfully wins, then fucking good on him, man. Especially, mm. I guess that can only happen if they're an official sponsor. Mm. Otherwise, if they're just selling product on a shelf and you pick it up, well, tough shit. Yeah, yeah. We didn't know you were a pro athlete. No, we, absolutely. It's tainted supplement. Yeah, we don't say it. there isn't. You know, there's there's, there's ways and means, but. They must have been some kind of sponsor of his, I'm guessing, mm. saying, take that, you'll be fine. And that's given grounds to come back at them. Maybe that's the situation with him right now. But you know what? I'm, I was pissed at him because he failed to make weight. But it was kind of cool the way he got the finish against the oh, against Rockhold. That's and a finish. That's so a what happens finish. now then? Do, 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 do you make the fight with Bobby Knuckles straight away? Do Even put, though he's not interim champion. Do you put Weidman back into the equation? Because for me... Weidman, yes, Weidman's the only one that's legitimately winning. Yeah, and, and making it? weight. <laughs> yeah, and making weight. Of course he is. But now, obviously, Romero's beating Rockhold at the weekend, even though he'd miss weight. Yeah. Do you reward that by giving him a work? Because that, exactly. that, that would have been the next stage anyway. If he makes weight, wins the interim belt, then obviously there's no argument. The Everybody rematch. goes, yeah, it's obviously it's your Romero versus Bobby Knuckles. There you go. Um, exactly the rematch. Yeah. Bish, bash, bosh, get on with it, lads, for uh, the Undisputed Middleweight Championship of the World, of course. But he missed weight. So do you reward him? I don't exactly. know if you reward him. Because where does Weidman and even Jack Array, who's coming off a good win, you know, where do they fit in now? Do they not deserve the opportunity to jump ahead of them? Because they are making weight. Right right here, right. I'm, I'm a fair believer. This is the way I kind of look at it. He never made weight. So he's not a middleweight. He's a light heavyweight right now. So he doesn't deserve a shot at middleweight. Mm. If the fight had been made at light heavyweight, fair enough. And he's gone, ah, you know, you, listen, guys, you know my heavyweight, you know my middleweight, but this fight's at light heavyweight. I wouldn't take necessarily take someone out of the rankings for that. Anderson Silva used to skip weight divisions and stuff, but it used to be announced, well, this fight's going to happen at that weight, but I'm still a middleweight champ, and I'll come back and defend my belt when there's a, a decent opponent. But the fact was, this was made at middleweight, and he failed to make middleweight. I don't want to jump over it too much. This is actually the first time Romero's failed to make yeah. weight, so let's make that clear as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit can happen, like, you know, we'd be hypocrites if we didn't. He's in Australia. Clear, clear him in that regard. His body exactly. Might not have got in the... Exactly. And you know, we'd be hypocrites if we didn't flag that up and go. Kind of, everyone deserves a second chance because we're the biggest Dan and Till fans on the fucking planet. And Dan failed to make weight one time. Um, so, 
we've got to kind of reach out the olive branch. Does he deserve to be penalised and lose his shot at a title and be overtaken by guys? You know, the two guys we just named, Chris Weidman and Jack Ray. Well, he fucking beat both of them. Mm. He's beat both of them in his last few fights. Mm. His last few fights have been win over Jack Ray, win over, well, fucking flying knee, knockout with the ear contender against Weidman. He loses a great fight yeah. against, uh, against Bobby Knuckles for the title. And now he's just done a number on Luke Rockhold. It's hard really to say he doesn't deserve it. But again, yeah, oh, fucking hell. Yeah, given given the stretch of time, given twelve months, eighteen months, he deserves the shot. Yeah, but do you reward missing weight? That's the question, really, yeah. because he missed weight in his last fight. Absolutely, that's the main thing. I think it can. It's it, listen, it's going to happen. It, it is going to happen. It's it kind of depends re- where Bobby Knuckles is at, because apparently he's come out of. I heard he'd recovered well from the staph infection in his stomach, which yeah. is really serious. But in on the back of that, he's caught measles or chickenpox. Really? Like, yeah, he's got. I think he's caught chickenpox. While he was recovering from that, so okay, you know, <laughs> you know he's having be. a right time of it, isn't <laughs> no, it? Exactly. So Bobby Knuckles may not be available until the back end of 2018. Okay, that bubonic plague there, Bobby. What's going <laughs> yeah, on, lad? Exactly. Fucking don't want to get in no there. You get, you get riddled. Like, yeah, you'll get all sorts of stuff if you fight him. <laughs> Stay away from that. He's like a leper. Anyway, um, what was your pick of the undercard anyway in Perth? What was the right? I've got two. Um, I know that you're going to fucking go crack. Oh, I was hating talking about this because I, I listened. I listened to your other show, and I know that you picked one of the undercard to be the prospect of the year in the world of mixed martial arts. And let's be honest, he put in an unbelievable performance, didn't he? So I'll leave that for you. I'm going to go Tyson Pedro. That's where I'm going to go, mate, because of his speech afterwards. Listen, I want a million followers on Instagram. <laughs> I'm going to go and get absolutely shit faced, and I want to get on the Joe Rogan podcast. Why don't you mention Fight Disciples, you belly? <laughs> we could imagine on, yeah. Come on, Tyson. Tyson, lad. Great performance from him. So I'm going to go Tyson Pedro. I know you're going to go Israel, so I'll shut up now and let you get on with it. Well, before I get on to my other two, my main picks, I want to say two of Vassa's celebration. Uh, yes, yeah. they were hardly two fucking marketable heavyweights, just two big fat lads coming out of a boozer. That's what it looked like. But two of Vassa, the way he put manners on that uh, Asker guy who I've never if if you're going to say he's fighting a redneck that would have nailed it to death wouldn't it mm. he's like the stereotypical redneck yeah, yeah. but he does a number on him does a wicked post fight speech then drinks a beer out of a shoe like that's the ultimate way to celebrate if, if, if welcome you to me. Australia yeah man that was fucking the ultimate yeah. like Aussie Aussie reply to anything on it so that was cool as fuck Obviously, I want to flag the fact that last week on the show I said, my guy Jake Matthews, I'm still banging this fucking drum. I'm, you know, I'm the guy on my own driving this hype train. Now, people aren't really into him. People have gone off him now because he's lost a couple of fights. But it was good to see him coming up Trump's in a fight of the night against Yang Liang, which was a fucking belter. Mm. Did you see him get eye gouged at one point when yeah, he had yeah. him in the submission only? He ripped his eyeball out. And yet afterwards, he was just like, ah, shit happens in a fight, man. I'm not blaming anyone. For me, hopefully that's the breakthrough moment for Jake Matthews' career. We really see him push on now. But of course... Wait, wait, wait. wait. Ross Pearson ended, ended his skid. Yeah, man. Thank well done, Ross. <laughs> well thank done. fuck, man. You know what? I still haven't even seen the Ross Pearson fight. No. I stayed up to watch it. I watched the first two fights on the prelims. And I'm like, okay, Ross is next. Happy days. And I thought, I'll go to bed. I'll watch the rest in the morning. I just want to see Ross get back to winning ways. <laughs> Woke up, I was like, what the f- Shit! Shit! I had to go and check, see if he'd won. Went to bed anyway, so... Got I still decision. haven't, I still got haven't seen it, but he got a decision. Yeah. You know what? At this stage, I don't give a fuck. As long yeah. as he's got a win, and he's back in the mix, because four or five defeats on a trot, or whatever four, it was. Four on the skid it was, yeah. It's hard to see him staying in the UFC with five straight yeah, on the trot. And he's, and you know, we're talking about as a guy, former tough winner, massive things for UK MMA, 
a real flag bearer for the sport. I know he's based out of Australia now, but here he is on the prelims of an Aussie card. You know, it's it, the writing was on the wall, mm. but you know what? He came out swinging. He got the business. So good on Ross Pearson. Go on then, prospect. <clears throat> So basically, so, what happened was, you, yeah. was, you were asked a question at the start of the year, who's your big tips, who's the ones to watch in yeah. the world of mixed martial arts, and you picked a kid that wasn't even in the UFC. Two weeks after you picked him, yeah. he ends up getting signed by the UFC, and then he obviously goes to Perth, makes his debut, and boy, does he make a debut. Go on, fucking get on with it. I'm sick of you gloating. Israel Adesanya, baby, a.k.a. the last style bender. Um, listen, this guy is the shit, man. First of all, let me just say quickly, props Michael Owens, current editor of Fighters Only magazine, because it was in a conversation with Michael when he flagged him up to me first, a while ago, but it happened. and it's, it, that's, it's been lodged in my brain. I've been keeping track of this guy ever since. So props to Michael first and foremost. I, you know, I'll pay, me, I'll pay me dues. But this guy... There's something about him, you know, he's got that glory kickboxing background. I knew he was a fight finisher. And even in the first round, like, people were coming at me on social media going like, what shit. the fuck, this guy, like, someone messaged me and was like, I fucking bet you anything he loses his next fight. I bet you this, I bet you that. He looks shit, he couldn't get... Mate, he got... I think Rob Wilkinson, because he's an Aussie as well, or, or obviously, uh, is a Kiwi, sorry. Wilkinson knew, you know what? F- apparently, they offered this fight to four different people and they all knocked it back. Wilkinson was the only one that took it. So, Wilkinson knew this guy's a hell of a strike. I'm just going to try and take him down. And I think on the broadcast, he were like 25 takedown attempts. You stuffed all but two of them. Like, Adesanya, and people aren't giving that the respect it deserves. They're kind of going like, ah, oh, he lost the first round. He kept getting taken down and stuff like that. Listen, this guy's got fucking good takedown defense. He's well rounded to fuck. But he's a finisher. He's an absolute finisher. And no wonder they call him the young John Jones because he's got, he looks like John Jones. He's got that long limbed, free, free striking way about him. You don't know what he's going to throw next. I thought the finish was outstanding. I thought he was brutal. That was a weird hammer fist to the body. Did you see that? Yeah. Is there rather than a, a punch? It's like a hammer fist to the body. Very weird. I don't know. I, you know, I'm going to catch up with Dan Hardy later this week. I'm going to ask him about it. Like, what the fuck was that all about? But the guy knows how to finish fights. You have not seen the last of him. This guy is my dark horse to be a superstar this year. And you know what? This fight was up at middleweight. He can do welterweight as well. He can. He's fought a lot high. He's fought as a. I think he fought as a heavyweight once as a as a kickboxer. Believe it or not, honestly. But I think in terms of his UFC career, um, don't be surprised if this guy moves down to welterweight and is an absolute monster. I think he was two or three pound under the weight at the weekend. Mm. So he um, he knocks out a good post fight interview as well. He's uh, for those that haven't heard it. He basically said uh, he put all the middleweight division on notice. Yep, is what he said. He said that there's a new dog in the middleweight division, and I've just pissed all over this cage. Mike drop walked out the fucking octagon, and I thought to myself, "All right, son, yeah. yeah, that's how you do it." Because now everybody's going, "All right, give me a bit of that pie." Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? <clears throat> it was it was genuine as well. I think that's the difference here. I think that's yeah. Let's talk about Darren Till as well. It's genuine. It's not fake. Confidence is there, the ability is there, mm. and he's willing to back it up. You know, and, and if it's true that this was the fifth opponent that they offered this fight to, then you better believe that Adesanya is going to make moves, but he's going to make moves quickly because they're not going to get lower level guys to compete against them. They're only going to get guys who are aspirationally cl- trying to climb higher up the ladder or even guys who are pretty high up anyway. Don't be surprised if Adesanya gets a big fight and a big fight soon. Mm. Um, I know you mentioned Anderson Silva's name a couple of moments ago, and I just want to bring him up because his name popped up out of the mouth of uh, Roy Jones Jr. 
uh, this week. For those that uh, were watching UFC Fight Pass last Thursday, <laughs> you will have seen Roy Jones Jr., the boxer, call time on his boxing career at 49 years of age, and then instantly basically say that, uh, Dana, if uh, you can sort an Anderson Silva fight out, I will consider coming out of uh, retirement for uh, some type of hybrid scrap. They're all after it, aren't they? They all want a piece of that cherry. Um, personally, I don't want to see it. No. I really don't want to see it. But money talks at the end of the day, mate, and uh, you wouldn't bet against it. Absolutely, money talks. And, you know, with Anderson Silva now... <clears throat> having nowhere to go in terms of the UFC. On his tented supplements, he's, yeah, he's yeah. obviously suing all these companies. That's what he's doing. So he's looking at at least a four-year ban from MMA. So that means he'll either go to Japan, which there's a reason why he never fought in Japan during the Pride days, because he had his management team and the Japanese, They you know, there was issues over there, which is why Anderson Silva came and actually started his career in the UK, fighting on cage raid shows or whatever it was. Mm. Um, so there's, there's, there's never been a link with Anderson Silva with Japan because they never really got to see him. So it would be surprise me if he continued his career over there with Ryzen or someone like that. But a fight with Roy Jones Jr. in a boxing ring makes absolute sense. You know, it, it's completely separate from mixed martial arts. And it, and you know what? Even if boxing went, listen, we ain't, we ain't. even if the, Las Vegas, and let's be honest, Las Vegas is all about money anyway. But even if a, one of the commissions said, oh, you know what? You're banned from MMA, so we're, we're going to kind of keep that going here. They'll just make it an exhibition bout. And it means mm. fuck all. At the end of the day, it's about making money. And Anderson Silva will want to eke as much money out of his career before it's over. And Jones Jr., this is a fight that Jones Jr. has been talking about for a long time. When Roy Jones Jr. was champion of the world, and when Anderson Silva was... UFC's greatest of all time active champion they were talking about it then they were talking about Anderson Silva going into the boxing ring then and trying, and trying himself long before Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather was even talked about or even mentioned about these guys have been going backwards and forwards must be a good couple of years now so wouldn't surprise me if it if it did happen and who knows that Zuffer boxing banner might come into play just yet don't get me started on these hybrids because Mayweather's starting to really gain some Fucking momentum man. hell this will not go away will it have you seen the, the latest one with the, with the uh, elbow? Yeah. With a the, with the Photoshop picture. <laughs> Mayweather McGregor 2. I'm telling you now, right? I'm going to put my ass on the line for it. It's happening. <sighs> it's going to happen. I, I learned what, in the UFC. Yeah, I learned this week that the they, when they signed the original contract, though it's a two-fight deal, but the second fight is to the discretion of Floyd Mayweather. Obviously for a, a mixed martial arts fight. He's, he's making too much noise, mate. He's making far too much noise for this not to happen. It is kind of insane. Absolutely Why, insane. You know, all right, I get having a little bit of a troll and a little bit of a crack. Yeah. You know what I mean? But he's instigating it. But he And he doesn't the, need to. He won the last fight. Absolutely. And he's the billionaire. You know, he's close to being a billionaire. Why is he trolling Conor McGregor? This is the thing I don't get. Every day, there's yeah. a new thing that comes on. Like the videos in the octagon. Now the photoshopped picture. Yeah. Talking about elbow into the skull and all these types of things. And the amount of traction it's gaining on his Instagram I just had a little bit of a nosy on it before we started the show I'm like fucking hell the amount of people that are buying into it and yeah. commenting on it and making oh he'd smash Connor are you taking the piss Connor had absolutely ruined him in 13 seconds he'd have him on the deck and choke him out All the, I'm thinking what is this a legitimate conversation it is a legitimate conversation because Floyd's making it a legitimate conversation I'm telling you now mate this is going to happen do you know what it's absolutely insane that we're even having this conversation. If you thought the boxing event was mad enough, was one-sided, was so one-sided, it was ridiculous, then this is just going to be incredibly... It's just bonkers. It's absolutely bonkers. Why would he want to do it? 
I've got money. Floyd Mayweather is all about money, and he <laughs> and he's just made a hundred million or whatever it was, two hundred million or whatever. He, he fighting a complete novice mm, in a boxing ring. He doesn't. Tent they his, can't do that again. No, he doesn't tense his boxing re uh, legacy because yeah. he's not going to. It's not a boxing match. It's a mixed martial arts. But I don't understand why. It's a it's a fight he cannot win. No, I don't and, understand you know why what? he goes in there. Even if when they agreed to a two fight deal, even if secretly behind closed doors, Floyd Mayweather has been working on his kicking, his takedowns, his wrestling. It doesn't matter. It, it, there's no way he can learn in two years what Conor McGregor spent his whole life doing. There's absolutely no way. And even if they're hybrid rules, and they may well be. Well, behind closed doors, they may have gone, okay, we'll do the rematch. No takedowns, no submissions, basically a kickboxing match. Because they're not going to go, we'll have another boxing match, but inside a inside an octagon. Because then where's the benefit for Conor McGregor? All mm. Mayweather's doing is now he's hitting him with four-ounce gloves rather than 10-ounce gloves. Mm. So there's no benefit there. So he's got to go, well, no, you know, this is MMA. So you're going to fight a version of MMA, if you like. Listen, I was there... August 2010, I flew out to Boston, UFC 118, when Randy Couture took on James Tony, And it was a joke. It was a fucking absolute joke. Randy Couture extended it for, you know, however long he pleased. He just, he basically just shot a takedown on Tony, took him down, and slowly but surely just beat him up on the ground. He, he could have finished the fight at any point in time. And even though Conor McGregor is very much known for his striking inside UFC, uh, and inside mixed martial arts rather than the submission game. He's got that submission game if he needs it. He could take Floyd Mayweather down and submit him in 60 seconds. I truly 100% believe that. Mm. Whether that's in the rule set or whether he'd want to do that, whether Conor might go, you know what, I'm going to stand and bang with you. But as soon as they walk out, Conor would just tee pick kick him to the chest, he would close in, he would land more kicks until Mayweather dropped his hands, and then he would drop his hands on him as well. And if Mayweather started firing back, he'd just drop to a single leg or a double, put him on his back, and beat the shit out of him with elbows. That, mm. That's the fight. It's not a fight. It's more of a mismatch than the boxing, I think. I think it's more of a mismatch than the boxing match no, of was. Of course it is. Because at least boxing is an element of mixed yeah, martial yeah. arts being at brought least part out. part of his training. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So therefore, it's an element of that striking. Okay, and he got found out. He got yeah. found out massively. But you're then asking a fighter to to enter a com uh, an area of combat when he's not trained multifaceted in, in other aspects of the rule set. Because it's, it's not just striking. No. It will be. There's got to be some element of something, whether it is, like you just said, whether it's just kicking or whether it is just... Uh, wrestling or whether it is whatever there's, there's, there's something in it mm -hmm. and he ain't trained in that no no and, and Conor McGregor's a street fighter <coughs> that's what makes it so bonkers that's why I can't I can't really get on the end of where Floyd's coming from is Floyd just prepared to make a hundred million and lose a, and lose a fight and go oh well it's MMA it's do you know something game. strangely enough I think he makes more well his pride allow him to well, do this that? is it I think he makes more I think there's more money on the table for this fight because people know 100%, all right, 99.9%, .9 because he could catch him with a lucky punch. He won't do, though. 99.9% .9 that Floyd Mayweather's going to get knocked out. We've never seen it before. Yeah, but Floyd Mayweather has never... Uh, sorry, the UFC have never paid anywhere, anyone any near this kind of money that Floyd would need. No one's ever had a paycheck that big or even close to it. UFC would have to completely change the way they do it'll, their business. Yeah, but it'll be the exact same oh, way. Oh, would they, did they the give Floyd a business. slice of the business? Well, it'll be the exact same way that they did the previous business, so Floyd would get weighed in for that type of money. Of course he would, and Conor would get weighed in. Yeah, but mean, Conor got, Con got ah, weighed in big time, didn't he? You know what? 
don't forget the UFC are making super fights right now because they haven't got superstars. Mm. They're making unification fights: Cormier, Stipe, uh, Nunes, Cyborg, TJ, DJ. These are the fights they're talking about at the moment. The crossover fights to attract more punters to try and, you know, put a stop on what's been a, a real, net, you know, a decline in viewers, both in in the Fox broadcast and also in the pay per views. They need to do something special. Their Fox contract runs out. In August, I think it is this yeah, year. Yeah, a new TV deal. They yeah. need a new TV deal desperately. They go into they go into TV deal conversations, going, "Yeah, well, John Jones, we're, we're kind of bringing him back from another failed drug test, and the greatest of all time, yeah, Anderson Silva, he's gone. Sorry, Ronda Rousey, yeah, she's gone to wrestling, she ain't coming back. Conor McGregor, well, he's, you know, he's got the Floyd thing. How the fuck do you sell that? Where are your stars? Like, where is your collateral to go? This is why we are worth more than what you've paid us previously. I'll tell you where it is. They go, fight number one is a fucking super fight with Floyd Mayweather on your channel and with Conor McGregor. And that's going to set up X, Y, Z further down the line. Yes, Floyd will be gone, but he brings in that audience. Conor becomes a superstar again because he wins in dynamic fashion. And then Conor's going to fight X, Y, Z on your channel. Blah, blah, blah. Here's where you make your money. And maybe maybe that's what it is. Maybe they've, they went into this from day one. We were going, why the UFC letting Conor McGregor fight in the boxing ring? He's going to get beat. What the fuck? Diminishes their champion. Does not for them. They're not making good money out of it. They made fuck all. They got a little slice of the pie. Conor made all the money. Floyd made all the money. Conor made good money. UFC got a little slice of the pie. But Dana was at every press event. And you're like, why is the UFC kind of... Maybe that's what it was. Maybe there was always a bigger picture. There was always the fact Floyd was going to come back and sell it back to them and go, okay, this is for me. And then I come to the UFC and uh, don't get me wrong, I ain't get, I'm getting paid. But then you get your payback then. Then you get renegotiate with your TV deal that Floyd Mayweather, Conor McGregor are going to go fight inside the octagon to kick off the new TV deal. Fuck me, shit. Listen, I couldn't see the forest for the trees, Adam. But now it's all played out in front of me. I get it. I get what's going on. <sighs> shit, it's going to happen. I've just told you. You're right, it's going to happen. <laughs> oh my goodness. There you go. Crazy. Get ready, baby. Crazy. Don't want it to fucking happen, but it's going to happen. It is going to happen, yeah. Uh, hey, by the way, did you know that uh, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson... How old is he? How old do you reckon he is? <laughs> Isn't he like 45? <laughs> <laughs> right. The reason why I bring that up, because I saw a thing pop up on my timeline the other day that it was his birthday. Yeah. And I thought, oh, right, okay, how old is he? About 25. Is he? Fuck. He's 35 years of age. <laughs> Wonder Boy, you can't call yourself the Wonder Boy anymore, can you? Wonder Boy Thompson's thirty-five years of age. Stephen Wonder Middle-aged Man Thompson, his name is. Oh, well, hang on, change, oh, hang on a minute. If you're now. calling him a middle-aged man, where the fuck are we at? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I'm not going going around calling myself fucking Wonder Boy either. It, listen, fighters can change their name. Floyd Mayweather did it in boxing. You know, Rory McDonald's done it in MMA. He's changed his name out fucking five times. Actually, Rory McDonald. Mm. I don't even know what his name is anymore because mm. he changed it that often. I think Wonder Boy needs a new name. Mm. You can't call yourself Wonder Boy when you're... Wonder Man. You've got grey hair and baggy balls. <laughs> you can't do it, can you? Are you trying... Are you outing yourself? <laughs> no, I'm looking at your... Listen, I ain't hey, got no grey hair, mate, son. I'm looking at your grey hair. I'm talking about the baggy balls thing. That's not <laughs> happened to me yet. Is that coming? Is that what happens when Apparently I get to 40? So, yeah. Apparently so. Is it really? You need to get yourself a tessie, a, te- a testicle hammock. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you need. <laughs> There you go. If you haven't hit forty yet, I mean, obviously the grey hair you can see physically on my uh, on my stature, uh, but when I get to forty, the baggy balls are coming. The baggy balls are coming. That's right. Absolutely. I didn't know. I didn't know that, that were a thing. Baggy balls. Yeah. <laughs> Big time. 
<laughs> Speaking of baggy balls, uh, Cowboy Saron's fighting this weekend. He uh, obviously got started off our mate, uh, Darren Till. Um, in Gdansk, there yeah. was literally murder on Gdansk floor, but Cowboy is back in action against Yancy Medeiros. He sounds like a 1970s uh, porn star, doesn't he? There's Yancy Medeiros, yeah, or a singer, singer, yeah. Um, however, I find this matchup a little bit weird because isn't Medeiros a lightweight and uh, isn't Cowboy Cerrone a welterweight? Yeah, but obviously, opportunity knocks, and the fight is actually taking place at welterweight, I believe. Mm, mm. But, uh, but yeah, it. Actually, Medeiros, if you look at his record, he started as a light heavyweight. These crazy fucking Hawaiians, man. They just take any kind of fights, don't they? So I think before he came into the UFC, he was in strike force and he was fighting as a fucking middleweight. Uh, came into the UFC, moved down to lightweight. But Medeiros, he, he, I think he's missed weight a couple of times as well. Um, the last co- His last couple of fights have been at welter, though. Mm. Alex Oliveira last time out, was that at lightweight? Was that at welterweight? Um, this is the thing, right, about this. Kind of skip around. Yeah, but the thing is, I couldn't give a shit about the fight. Uh, Do you know what? I couldn't give a shit about it. I think it's a good fight. It's a good fight because Yanti Medeiros had that fucking belter of a fight against uh, Alex Oliveira in December, one of the best fights of 2017. So I get why it's happening for Yanti Medeiros and obviously Donald Cerrone, unless he's facing Darren Till, never in a bad fight. You need a fight fight night headliner makes perfect sense to me I kind of get it it's got a cool close-up co-main because Derek Lewis is well bonkers. that's what I'm more interested yeah I'm more interested in Derek Lewis against Martin Tybura that's what I'm more interested in mainly because uh, Derek Lewis is supposed to be retired yeah. <laughs> but, but he's back obviously earning a few quid and he's entertaining he's a nutcase I like the way that he goes about his business yeah okay he doesn't look like an athlete but I kind of no. like that yeah he represents the common man. Uh, Absolutely. Does Derek Lewis. So I'm more interested in that fight than I am what you would class as the main event. I think it's because Lewis and Tibera, though, as well. Yes, they've both been you know, beaten by good guys in this weight class, but they're still relatively new to the heavyweight scene and we're desperate for new heavyweight you know, talent, mm. uh, which is why you know Curtis Blades winning last weekend kind of got us excited because like, wait, okay, you know, it's a new guy in the mix. Like when you look at his record, wow, he's had a shitload of first round wins and stuff. Likewise, Derek Lewis sells himself so well on Instagram, you know, he's, he's a real fan favourite, you know, he's kind of replaced Roy Nelson as that out of, big, out of shape, but funny as fuck kind of, you know, knock heavyweight that we head. can get behind, that you're like, yeah. okay, he's either going to knock you out or you're just going to beat the shit out of him on the floor, and he kind of feels like that with Derek Lewis, so um, I get why we're into that fight. Uh, the, the disappointing thing, of course, is we've seen Saron lose to Darren Till, and yet, is Saron coming back headline in another card, and Darren Till's, you know, Spending time with his family out in Brazil at the moment. We mm. haven't got a date for him, mm. uh, which obviously brings us back to Wonder Man and then getting his shit together. Wonder but... Man, get your shit together. Never mind celebrating oh, your fucking birthday, exactly, son. Let's yeah. get it. Let's, let's get that, let's let's get that signed. Let's get it signed for April. Let's yeah. do it, yeah? The, the pick of this card, though, for me is that um, lightweight James Vick. I really like this guy. You do like him, yeah, don't you? You man. keep mentioning him. Do you know what? He goes under the radar so much and... Um, you know, he's only ever lost one fight, and that was against Darius when he got caught massively out of character. Mm. Uh, this guy was on tough. He lost to Michael Chiesa on tough as well in the mm. in this quarters or the semi. I think it was the semis actually. Um, but obviously, he's got a good win, a couple of good knockouts. Uh, Paulo Reyes, and last time out, he broke Ira Shart with his with his knockout to Joe Duffy as well. Fa- former Golden Gloves champion that looked like he was just a, a boxer transitioning to MMA and was going to be exposed but you know what this fucker just keeps chipping away man he just keeps winning and winning and winning and he, again he's one of those guys that have kind of so many times have gone yeah yeah he'll, he'll come unstuck this time because he's just the boxer he's just this mm. but he's not he's super well rounded I think Francisco Ronaldo. I think he came out of tough Brazil but he's got some good wins on his record as well 
It's a good mark in time fighting this lightweight division. I think for Vic, it should start pushing him up. I'd like to see Vic in against someone in the top 10 because mm. I genuinely think he could do something in this lightweight division. Uh, you met Ivan Drago's fighting at uh, the weekend as well, isn't he? You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? He's having a little bit of a knock. He's staged North Cut. Yeah. At lightweight as well. Mm. Um uh, the thing with Sage, I've got no issue with Sage. He's fucking the nicest kid in the world. When he first came into the UFC, they rushed him. Let's yeah, they, they, they rushed him they too much. They made a big soon. deal out of him, and yeah. it was just like he was a rabbit in the headlights. Now he's yeah. kind of okay. You start off the prelims, mate. Yeah. Have a little bit of a chill. Get used to the surroundings. There's bags of time yet. Who knows? In two or three years' time, Sage Northcliffe could be a su- superstar of the UFC. Well, he could be. <laughs> I like the way that you <laughs> rolled your eyes when I said that. <laughs> I'm just being hypothetical. He could be. Yeah. I just think he, you know, that that TV show he was on, that Find a Fight or whatever it was, when Dana first brought him to the UFC and all that, was just too much too soon for him. And yes, he looks the part. And as I say, I spoke to him not long after getting into the UFC. Um, I think it was just before the Brian Barberena fight. And you know what? He was the nicest, sweetest kid in the world. Like lovely, absolutely a credit to his to his upbringing. Um, but he's a nice guy as well. And I just think that nice middle class boys who have had a nice upbringing and yeah. don't tend to do you so need some well. Street smarts in yeah, there, don't you? don't tend to do so well in this world of mixed martial arts because it's a kill or be killed kind of fucking environment. Mm. And he, you know, yes, he's super talented. His dad was his, his, his karate coach for years. He won everything in karate, point scoring. You know, he, and he look. He certainly looks the part. He got all the right sponsorship deals, everything else. But unfortunately, some of these fights turn into dog fights, and if you ain't got the dog in you to fight, then all the backflips and all the wonderful moves in the world ain't going to save you when you get in there with someone that's got bigger balls than you and wants it more You're than you. You're on your balls today, you aren't you? You've I'm got saggy balls, you've got ball, bigger balls. Yeah, what someone was licking my balls earlier on. I don't know what's really? going on here. <laughs> really? Well, I was offering to, wasn't I? Mrs. I thought you said somebody was licking your balls <laughs> earlier. Said, that guy Mrs. can come Pete. and suck my balls. Oh, right, I'm going to say, Mrs. Pete, he's letting you know. <laughs> Fuck me, Jesus Christ. I don't really want to go down that <clears> Let's, let's get away from that road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. yeah. Next time, I'm not going to be able to look your wife in the face again. But that's about Gooty matched him with this weekend as well this is a guy that's you know he's, he, he won his last fight but he lost his previous three in the UFC someone could count him pretty lucky to be in the UFC he's fighting for his life we, it was actually in Rotterdam when he got that win over Holbrook so he's uh, again he's fighting to keep his UFC career going I think someone like that against the Sage Northcutt could be difficult, but then he's a striker. You know, he's a striker out of Dave Jackson Wink, and that's what Sage needs. He needs to be facing strikers, not guys that are necessarily going to put him on his back so he can kind of showcase his talents a little bit. But the UFC have been burned by Sage by moving him too quickly, so mm. he needs to go, needs to learn to walk before he can run, absolutely. Uh, you're hanging out with your mate this week, aren't you, Dan Hardy? Yes, I'm going to hang out with Dan. Are you going to take them books? I've got, I've got them by the front yeah. door of ours. I'm going to take them with me, yeah. By the front door? What, they're keeping the door open? Is that what they're doing? The <laughs> door's stopped? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, he messaged me this week saying, listen, tell that scouser, get them off them the market down. and bring the books around and get them signed up, is what he said. I'll get them signed for Come you. Come on, sunshine. I've got e- eBay's waiting. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> you can only delay someone on eBay long enough. Yeah, it's in the post, mate. It's in the yeah, post. Absolutely. Um, thank you very much for listening to the show. Much appreciated. Don't forget, we are on iTunes. Fight Disciples. You can get us on Android as well via our website, fightdisciples.com. We're all over social media at Fight Disciples on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, we will catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.